The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! So, I had a night last night, as I'm apt to do on Thursdays for some fucking reason. Shocker. I don't know why Thursdays just appeal to my sensibilities. First day of the weekend? <sighs> kind of, I right. Hate that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah. I hate that. Because I'm not fucking around with a Friday. Yeah, Fridays no. are for amateurs. <clears throat> yeah, that's for you uh, in- industry workers <laughs> that have to work a Friday. Yeah, man. Um, no, I went out on a, I, I guess it's a date. I don't know. It was like a semi-date. We went to a local <laughs> restaurant. Did, did you pay town. for stuff? I paid for then everything. Then it was a date. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Um, oh. I understand that everything in our world is becoming expensive. Right. I get it. Prices are going up. Yes, sir. Truckers are boycotting. Yeah, yeah. some of them. We have world wars going on that we don't talk about. <laughs> um, so prices are being affected. Uh, all along the board. Like uh, uh, our buddy Tig was trying to buy a plane ticket to go to Florida because a friend of his unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this fucking plane ticket is like 1200 bucks to get from like Albuquerque to Florida. Jesus. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah. And that's got to be like gas prices, right? uh, It's everything. Cost of goods and services across the board from minimum wage to the price of utilities to the price of grain. Uh, Every single step of the way to make anything has gotten exponentially bigger. Right. Which is why you see so many places, not just in our town, but worldwide. If you haven't noticed, prices are starting to creep up. It's just... It's a back. This is my whole rant against capitalism. It's usually prices go up when cost of goods and services go up because the people at the very top don't want to make less money. So capitalism is profit driven. They're not going to say, hey, guys, why don't we only take 10 percent profit and not and not 15? There's no board in the world that's ever going to have that conversation. Well, and so it's all going up. I'm not an economist. I don't know if you guys I, know this. I would, have, I, would, uh, I would have pegged you from one. <laughs> I've read The Economist. After hanging, I didn't get it. After hanging out at the at the Wild Wars all I night. I tried to do the crossroad cr- crossword in The Economist. No. 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 Not no, fucked me up. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking that like the fact that there are goods and services that are being left on boats that can't be picked up by truckers because our truckers are driving around protesting shit yeah i mean you know what i mean that has a has to have a somewhat of an effect i mean those silly people that thought they would change the world uh railing against the government because of mask mandates they're actually turn. they were trying to go to dc and they've turned around and they're headed home now they are going with their tail between their legs and this isn't 
they're they're fighting the wrong battle. But don't tell them that because now this whole trucker convoy has been taken over by Q, yep. has been taken over by a bunch of people that you don't want attached to your organization or your message or your protest. But yeah, cost of goods and services across the board have gone up. The capitalist system is built for constant profit and growth. And the only way to match that is by raising prices on everything. So the salt gets more well, expensive. The gas gets more expensive. To everything. wit. Yeah. Um, I go out on this date last night and had a lovely time. Everything was great. My food, because this restaurant is a local legendary kind of place. Okay. Um, one of the oldest restaurants in our town. And But at the end of it, I signed off. On a $300 check for two people, one of whom is sober, didn't drink a thing. (laughs) I drank, like, a glass of wine and a Fernet. Right. And, I mean... So the rest of it was food. The rest of it was food. Mm. I didn't go... I mean, I I ordered what I wanted to order. You know what I mean? But, like, man, for two people... To go out on a Thursday night and pay yeah. a $300 check for two plates of food and some, I'm not going to say it because Don't it'll give it, it away. Don't I'm not going to say it. But um, I mean, and and look, I'm really good friends with the owner of this place. I understand that he's trying to get his bag. I don't have any issues with that. If people are going to pay for it, it's just really difficult, especially in a time now where housing is preposterously like out of reach for a lot of people. I am looking for a place to live and a two bedroom for my son and I is probably going to cost me 2,600 bucks from what I'm guessing, from what I'm seeing. If I get it, that's the problem. Like I might not get the places I'm looking at because it's so ultra competitive that I might actually have to be like, Oh, I will pay the year's lease. Today. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so I can like assure that I actually have a place to live for right. me and my son. Yeah. I mean, 2600 bucks a month for 900 square feet. That's, cr- that's, I mean, I, I'm like, I'm flabbergasted because not too long ago I was looking at some places and you can find some like condos down by the river for that price that are all ultra modern, two bedroom, right. beautiful, beautiful places. I mean, even going, that's crazy, man. Cause this, that was, no, the I'm biggest, talking about townhouses yeah. on fucking Florida road, which aren't even, you know what I mean? Which nothing special, just a place to live. Right. And people are hitting like, like for like 23, 24. That's right. Sometimes dog. I've seen two bedrooms on the North side of our town for three grand a month. <laughs> Shitty old, you know, um, yeah, we're like, you're going to pay probably 200 a month in heating bills during the winter. hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's so like, what is- we are in the age of gougery. Yes. We are we being are. gouged mostly because, and I don't want to talk shit about Texans, which is not true because fuck those people. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> no, I mean, we, we have this influence of like, from California and Texas that are coming in and they're just buying up everything mm. and they will pay well over market just so that they have a yeah. property here. And the working people here are 
fucked. This is eerily reminiscent of what happened to Aspen uh-huh. and Vale, which is you have a community of people that are there half of the year that own property in town and obviously local businesses and whatnot. And then all of your service people, all of your hourly people live in the outskirt towns surrounding yes. that main. If you work in Vale, you live in Avon. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You live yeah. in these rando, like, and that's what I Which mean. Which is super fun in the winter. <laughs> Bayfield's kind of been like that for us a little bit, but now it's but you Bayfield, have Mancus, Hermosa, Az- Aztec. Yep. Um, you have all these. Oh yeah, like- Aztec has become a haven for people that like working people here now are, are moving. moving to Aztec, yeah. Yeah. which is great for Aztec. Great because that place fucking sucks. It kind of blows. <laughs> uh, but it's this is funny. I heard um, I was listening to some people talk about, and it's a little bit has something to do with it, and a little bit doesn't. So they were talking about um, homelessness and what causes homelessness. If you talk to people on the right, it's drug addiction. That's sure. what causes homelessness. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you look at the, and you can do this right now. We can play a game. Go on your Google machine and look up the top 10 states for homelessness. Now look at the top 10 states for drug addiction. They're different states. What typically causes homelessness is cost of living. Yes. That's what causes it. 100%. And 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 lower opportunity. There's a lot of factors involved, obviously. I'm not saying that that's not part of it. But if you were to speak to certain people, they will tell you, like, homeless people, it's all drug addiction. That's it. Where if you look, it's it's lack of mental health care. It's high costs of living. There are all these things tied to it. So it's we're going to get to a point now where it's going to be too expensive for even the homeless people to stick around. I mean, we have a political party in this country that actually wants to have means testing for poor people. Mm-hmm. They want drug testing and yep. they want, you know what I mean? Like that's been a big thing on, on the right side of the aisle for a long time. It's really weird, man. They're like, we're going to means test the poorest people amongst us. Well, and it's, make sure that they don't get benefits. That's tantamount to sweeping dirt under a rug. Yeah. They don't want to see it. They want to sweep it, literally sweep them into an area where they don't need to fucking see them. And as long as I don't see them, I'm okay. I don't give a fuck what's happening over there. You give a fuck when you're stepping over a homeless guy on Main Street, right? Right. You know, Ted. Because I don't think his name's Ted, but let's no, go on. No, I mean the guy stepping over the guy is not Ted. Chad. I'm gonna go with Chad. Yeah, Chad. Okay. Um, you know, when they're stepping over that guy and ignoring the homeless person, that's when they care. It's like, why can't we do something about this homeless person? Get out of my way. You know, you know what you could do? We could keep cost of living in this country like attainable. Because that's and- what we're doing right now. It's not attainable in communities like ours, even though Let's be honest, you and I are core components 100% of this fucking community. Yeah. We both service people in different ways. <laughs> hey. But like I am just saying like we are an important part of our communities here's, and we're not allowed to afford to live here. Here's the here's the it's ridiculous. Rub. Here's the rub. If every business is worried about pricing themselves out, right? If we continue to have these prices rise, and people keep 
paying those prices. What is the impetus of anybody to keep it reasonable? 100%. As a business person, as a capitalist, if you're willing to pay me $1,000 over market, then I'm going to take that $1,000. There's no reason. Oh, yeah. I want to make it very clear. I don't fault people for I taking what they I know can where you're get. Going. Yeah. I know where you're going. Like if you list your house, let's let's be honest, in our community you list a house for $480,000, which by the way, it's going to be under market. Would have been unheard of. <laughs> yeah, you know, 10 years 10 ago, years ago yeah. unheard of. Yeah. That's a house you could have gotten for $270,000. Sure. Now you're listing it for 480, some fucking asshole comes oh, in with a you know, some boots, I'm assuming. I'm going to assume he has boots. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he has Does he boots. have a, t- a tank top tucked into his yeah. jeans? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> and But he'll 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 just be like, eh, I'll throw another hundred grand on that. Right. And he gets the house. Then he goes home and that place either gets VRBO'd. Right. Or leased out for an absurd fucking price. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're in a weird cycle right now, man. It's... And it's troubling. That fucker is going to be pissed off someday because he's going to... There's not going to be a restaurant here to get his fucking sandwich in his Coors Light. That's the argument, is do you turn into Aspen or Silverton? Right. Who are you going to be? Yeah. And a lot of those questions get answered with smart... Um, local government by virtue of affordable housing, by virtue of infrastructure. That's what brings people in is, do we have fucking fiber optic? Do we have an expanded airport? Well, and I'll say this, the liberals, and I use air quotes liberally (laughs) um, in this town are the people that shit all over affordable housing projects and that shit all over um, projects that will bring business to downtown and will help this economy. It's the, the conservative members of this community have a tendency to back off and just let things lie. Whereas the liberals, we come up with these ideas and then they just shit all over them. Mm. You know what I mean? No, we're not going to have affordable housing. You know what I mean? Because they want we want to maintain the historical aesthetic of our community. You know what I mean? Good. When in fact, what we need is big fucking buildings where single moms that work at you know downtown bars and shit can afford to live. It sounds good on a logic principle, right? But there's those people that have that money that don't. They would rather watch the town die. Yeah. And turn into that. Yeah. It's the whole thing was, you know, that that's why I mentioned Silverton. Silverton used to be a booming town a hundred years ago, and they refused to come up with the t- and go with the times. And now there's sure. 700 people living there. So how do you balance that? You have you you have to have a fucking community willing to do what's necessary for self uh, survival. And it, you're dealing with some people that are saying under no circumstances will I allow dot, dot, dot. And as soon as you say under no circumstances will I allow anything, yeah. then you're you're kind of putting yourself in a hole you can't get yourself out of. Right. And let, let's be honest. This town is 18,000 people proper and like 40 plus thousand county. So no matter what we think is right in downtown is like – 
you know, uh, progressive, entrepreneurial, business-minded, um, forward-thinking. You're going to have a bunch of hill people, right? And that's what I'm going to call you, goat fuckers. You're going to have a bunch of hill people that think, why should I pay more taxes for anything? I don't use any of your services without the forethought to think, well, if everything dries up, I got nowhere to get groceries. Yeah. I'm just saying, unless you want to go kill some more squirrels and make soup, because I hear that's big in your community. Right. Yeah. Right. Just saying. But anyway. Wow. That was. That was fun. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we actually, actually, the beginning of this was supposed to start off super fun. I know. But, and I just, I went really dark. You went dark. Uh, but we're going to get back to fun. I promise. Just hang in there, kiddos. Yeah, we're fine. Just hang in there. Who um, are we? We are the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are the whiskey reel. We are back. This is our third damn cast in like 10 days. So suck it, nerds. I love it. We are killing the game. We are up here in Cloud City. We're out on the balcony looking down. It's hard to see with so much cloud coverage through the clouds to what all you little people are doing. You're just rollerblading around. You're doing fun stuff. I know. They're just tooting it's around. beautiful outside. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's spring has sprung. Um, we're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go see a comedy show later uh, with old Rexy Plexi. And uh, it should be a good night. Um, however, first and foremost, we have to do our beeswax. We are professionals. We are sponsored. We do not fuck around. Do you understand me? That's why when we walk into establishments, there's two things that happens. Half of the crew walks towards us and smiles. The other half goes to the back until we are gone. <laughs> that is just a fact of life. It's true. It's true. Um, Especially the female Just saying. Population. Thanks to Bobby. Um we're back here again. We're loving it. It's Friday. As you know, we record way in advance. So anything that has transpired post our recording, we are not responsible for. So there. Um, we always go somewhere called Wagon Wheel. We will talk about what we picked up there. They are lovely people. They have um, actually, uh, there might be, what do we call him? The, Put- the Putin of Punani. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Putin of Poon. Okay. Um, He's a great. There's a lot of really good people that work there. They're very helpful. The prices are super on point. They've got a great selection. Go to Wagon Wheel, Tan Center Plaza, right across from Rite Aid. Go get yourself a COVID test. You can get a hammer, one single hothouse tomato, and then go get some booze. And then figure out how all that's going to work in your life. Um, we are back in Cloud City. I would pick up some Advil. Maybe some acetaminophen. Um, we are back in Cloud City. We're feeling good. Uh, we're in Mountainside Studios and sitting across from me um, was the OG Putin of Poon. Uh, he was then uh, excised from his position <laughs> and given a lower position. He is now Secretary of Vag. He always is dating somebody. He dates sober people. He dates drunk people. He really is a you know equal opportunity employer, and uh, sure he is the Bobby Duke. He is one of my favorite people in the world. He has a heart of gold, 
and a soul that's cold. This is Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noyeses. Thank you. Yeah. It's really good to be back in Mountainside Studios. Yeah, brother. We um, don't call that out every week as the way we should. No doubt about it. I figured. Um, I'm going to keep my introduction very simple for my my brother in arms here. My best friend in the world. Top five. For sure. <laughs> He's cracking the top five. <laughs> You're cracking the You're on my Mount Rushmore of idiots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he is, quite frankly and quite simply, the general manager of the Durango Projects. Hey, hey. He is my boy. He is Sir Antonio Branderas of the Vanderbilt Branderas. <laughs> it's good to uh, see you, man. Good to see you, man. And we, again... We come here for you. So in return, we need your help to keep the podcast going. We're going to do it anyway. We don't care. Even if this literally wasn't recorded, we would still do this. That's what this conversation would not change that we began this podcast. Not really giving a fuck. Now that we have a sponsor in the mix, which you guys will hear about shortly, which is an actual real deal. And so is Wagon Wheel as a sponsor. Uh, We've been doing very well for ourselves lately. And we want to grow this. And the fact that you guys contribute, give us feedback, would we'll give you the numbers later, helps us continue to do that. We don't get paid for this yet. Um, and when we do, I guarantee you the subject matter won't change. We're going to have a good time. We've already talked about the homeless <laughs> and the cost of living. I have a question for you. If I were a Go young on. man in Durango mm-hmm. and I had a tank top, that was tucked <laughs> into my jeans. Where would I go for a, a razzle-dazzle night out? So, to piggyback on our initial conversation. <laughs> this um, is where the initial conversation was supposed to go, and it went dark 30. So, I went out on this date with this beautiful girl. Super awesome. We had a great time. We've always had a great time. We really enjoy each other's company right paid the tab ouch <laughs> and then we left <laughs> no, but- it still stings doesn't it, it still stings yeah no nah, i don't care i'm flush breath um <laughs> so we walk out of the bar and she's like hey um i'm gonna go over to this other bar and watch a reggae show uh, being put on by a mutual friend of this podcast. In fact, one of the OGs of this podcast. Yeah, he's one of the fucking elders. Dougie States. Fresh. Yeah, brother. Yeah. And I promptly said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> why is that? Have a good night, my love. <laughs> what is Now, why would you say no, Bobby? One, I don't like reggae music even a little bit. <laughs> that is... One of the most useless forms of music that one could ever endeavor to explore. Wow. Um, and then two, that, I can't say it, that bar <laughs> is not my favorite place in the world. Right. Not my favorite place in the world. It's a definite, and I, look, I've I've been to that bar, and um, it, it, has it, its it has its own vibe. It does. It really does. And if you like that vibe, you'll love that bar. It's a little younger. It is. A little is. bit more rowdy. Um. Maybe the hottest bartender in Durango works there. And really? She's a friend of mine, and I love her to death. Also, not going to come see you because <laughs> I don't like your bar, even when you're there being beautiful. And she is gorgeous. 
lot of a lot of vaguey bombs. Yeah, a lot of yeah. vaguey bombs. She, on the other hand, is like this five foot eleven, beautiful one of color that has like fucking um, yeah. What are the things on your cheek? <laughs> dimples. <laughs> dimples. Wow. She's got big you old were dimples. Struggling for that? Yeah, I know. Um, no, she's fabulous. She's gorgeous. She's really talented. She's really smart. She's really funny. Also, I'm never coming to your bar because that place sucks. <laughs> God. <laughs> so anywho. So anywho to. Revert back. Right. Uh, so my friend Rory uh, was walking down the street towards us, and he says, uh, "Hey, I'm just uh, heading to this other cowboy bar here in town, and I want to check only it- one. Yeah, I want to check out the uh, karaoke scene on a Thursday night." And I was like, "Huh, N- that sounds awful." <laughs> <laughs> Let me go check out the hotness. Yeah. And then I, you know, I looked at the girl I was with, and I was like, uh, "But it's okay, but it's not reggae." And right, you know what I mean? Like, you have that big of a hatred for reggae. I hate reggae. I think you've been hate, hate. I, I hate think it. Your past experiences have sullied the genre of reggae. I mean, this town. If I knew nothing about reggae and came to this town, I would hate reggae too, sir. There's yeah, but I certain... grew up with reggae. Oh. But... I mean, I grew up in the era where every moron thought Bob Marley was the coolest thing ever. And, I get and it. granted, Bob Marley is the pinnacle, right, of that horrible genre. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different thought process on it, but it's it's not because I like getting high. And Go fucking... on. <laughs> I'm saying there's a there's a there's. A huge musical influence of reggae into all other forms of music. It's been done extremely well and extremely poor. Um, It seems like the default position for hippies is to dip into jam band or reggae. So I think the genre has gotten shit on just because the people that tend to gravitate towards it are of an ilk. They are of an ilk. Yeah. Um. They tend to follow similar wavelengths when it comes to how they want to live their lives. Um, yes. Those wavelengths are more spiritual. Great. I don't have a problem with that. It tends to be more of the Burning Man crystal wearing sure. group that tend to flock to that style of music. Not Because mis- it's a style of music that requires no interaction other than just not being present and twirling around. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a fish concert, asshole. I mean, uh, it's there is some musical talent. Close, dude. I mean, there is some stalwarts of reggae that have done it well. There's sure. some Jimmy Cliff. Jimmy Cliff. Yeah. Peter Tosh. I mean, you go down the list of the the, the icons. Yeah. Of Burning Spear, Black Uhuru. Just not my I thing. I think. And it's funny that I hate reggae as well as bluegrass because reggae is the cultural opposite of bluegrass. I'm just going to say it. It's the racial opposite of bluegrass. (laughs) (laughs) See, now I I, I was trying to figure out a way to skirt that because bluegrass is rednecks and hipsters. Right. Reggae 
is, is black dudes and hipsters. and hipsters. So hipsters are the common denominator. Hipsters are the Venn See? diagram pie piece. Right. Yes. So it's those sons of bitches. Those sons of bitches okay. are making this shit still go on. I understand. I, I just think like all art forms that are kind of obscure and kind of um, uh, very difficult to put your finger on right away, like bluegrass is and reggae is, I think it gets co-opted by douchebags. By the way, this is an amazing conversation. I no, love it, that. it I love gets this. co-opted by douchebags. <laughs> it is. You have these like, it would be like, uh, like rockabilly. <gasps> Perfect. Yeah. You get this weird, obscure genre of music that gets completely co-opted by people. And I know rockabilly dudes that are super cool guys. But there's like also... Like Mike Ness? Like, no, no, he's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. Um, but no, I've had friends of mine that were rockabilly, like, fashion-wise. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It was super huge in the 90s and 80s. But but it got co-opted by dickheads that just wanted to glom onto the style. And I think... Uh, with definitely with reggae, bluegrass didn't come into my life until I moved here ten years ago. Yeah, so thank I God, didn't. Right? I didn't grow up. I didn't hear any bluegrass my entire life before I moved here. I don't understand it, but nope. I I appreciate the musicianship. I've seen bluegrass bands that are incredibly proficient musicians. It just doesn't touch my heart. Of course, I don't like it because it, it doesn't speak to you. It in, doesn't, and yeah. that's fine. Because same with, I grew up with a lot more reggae than I did, obviously, bluegrass. And I can feel good and bad reggae. I can feel meandering stoner reggae that has no beginning, middle, or end. It just exists in this weird sphere of whatever. And it feels like it does a disservice to, like, guys that are, like, legitimately reggae musicians that have... They start songs, they fucking play them, and they finish them, and they move on to the yeah. next song instead of doing a Grateful Dead 57-minute jam Because like every reggae song is just oom-pa-cha-cha, oom-pa-cha. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there are elements of that. <laughs> yeah. So it could be said with like it's mari- hard for me. mariachi it's hard for me. music, right? Yeah, I mean, oom-pa. why did that never take off? It's oom-pa music. <laughs> why it's don't, German fucking oom-pa. Why don't we have mariachi hipsters? They're they're out there. They brother. have to be. No, there are guys that roll out in LA got to with be. like wife beaters, and then they have fedoras and mariachi plants with the clasps. Oh man, that's a stilo in the sharp shoes, the pointy sharp shoes. I want to roll with some polka hipsters. <laughs> Just fucking smashing schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be amazing. We call Oompa 13. (laughs) (laughs) Just roll out and start gang wars. Maroompa. (laughs) Where are my later hoes at? Yeah, where are my later hoes, girl? (laughs) God, dude. An Oompa German later hosen gang. Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. Oh, I'm going to start a Viking gang. Yeah, won't you die now? <laughs> so, to digress. That um, is my cocaine. I went into this fucking country bar and... <laughs> that was a weird digression. It was. Go ahead. I Go mean, ahead. that was a 30-minute conversation we just had to... <laughs> Get me back to this. Um, I go into this country bar. I've been there before. I've noticed that people are not fashionably astute. Um, nor am I. I'm wearing a fucking flannel shirt. Like Shocker. it's not like I'm like blowing the fashion world up with my look. 
<laughs> but if you were a GTA character, it would be which flannel? I'm gonna go with the green flannel today. Go go crazy. Go with the green flannel. I know. No, I I just there had to be 26 grown human men standing in that bar that had tank tops thrust into their jeans, just full on. Tucking in your tank top because that's a really good look. About half of them had their pants going into their boots. Their boots. Wow. With their fucking tank tops. Let me. By the way, those guys were pulling so much ass. Let me ask you a question. Is okay. I think you figured this out. I'm being judgmental. I know. Whatever. I. It's it's a bad thing to do for yourself to look like that. The, the, <laughs> The question I have is this. Maybe, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Maybe that style is tantamount to being the bad eyeglass, bad pair of like prescription eyeglasses, shitty mustache, mullet, half shirt, pleated fucking jeans, hipster guy. Maybe they're cowboy hipsters and they're like, they're like bucking the trend and being yeah. like, I'm my own guy and I'm going to wear acid well, wash, high rise jeans yeah. with a tucked in. You know what I'm saying? That's an interesting perspective because growing up, I used to go to uh, country bars quite a bit. And they those guys were actually very well put together. Now, you could agree or disagree with the choices. They yeah, made. but they still killed but, it within yeah, their perspective. Guy would style. come in. They had a, a stylish shirt. I don't know if these still exist, but back in the 90s, they were called brush poppers. And it was the striped. What is that? Like the striped George Strady kind of Garth Brooks shirt. Gross. You know what I mean? But they were. it was a button up. Right. You know what I mean? You button the fucker right on up. Yeah, and brother. then you tuck that into your jeans. And then you put your fucking jeans over your boots, for Christ's yeah, sake. Because you're not riding fence, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I'm just saying they looked sharp with their, and the, you know, the, the, the black sure. Stetson or sure. whatever. The guys, they looked sharp. I mean, it's not my style. I would never be able to pull that off. But like back then... Those guys at the country bar look, these guys look like hillbilly bikers. But that's what I'm saying. That just rolled out of bed. Maybe it's like, uh, maybe it's bucking the trend of country. Maybe they're the hipsters of bluegrass dirtbags. Yeah, you might be right. Man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to give it some credence. Should I do a cultural experiment? Yes. <laughs> Whatever you're going to say. Whatever I'm going to say. Yes. Yes, we're in. <laughs> I could buy like, and by the way, oh, this is the other thing. It gets better. You can't just wear a tank top like I pulled this off the rack at Ross. Okay. You have to buy a t-shirt. And then, oh, muscle shirt it. And then you muscle shirt the shit out of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. And you tuck that into That's your hillbilly. That's no longer hipster. Bruh. We're going Appalachians. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. You should probably give it a go. And I'm going to do it like on a Tuesday. Like Just not a, there, not a busy night. I want to stand out. I want to be seen. <laughs> I'm I got have to... two words for you. Turquoise and stirrups. 
I don't have enough tattoos either. <laughs> yeah, I need you, a sleeve. You clearly don't have enough yeah, tattoos. I need a sleeve of a yeah. boar's head. <laughs> <laughs> you need an American eagle transforming into an American flag, 100%. transforming into a Mustang, transforming <laughs> into a side of brisket, transforming into a 44 Magnum, uh, transforming into the Chevy logo. Well, and to put a button on this conversation, which is taking over the entire podcast. Number one, we haven't talked about the booze at all. So when we get oh, back. Oh, shit. This is the That's first time. Now, we yeah. just. Hey, me and Bobby are doing me and Bobby shit. Yeah, we're going to we're going to reverse the order. We're going. No, we'll just go into it. Who cares? Fuck these people. Let's um, talk booze. Do you want to talk booze? I do. Okay. We're going to be quick about this. This is the Bo- first time I've ever done that. This is crazy. Bobby, what did you buy today? This falls into the category of something we've never done before. Yeah. Basically, right? But I am not I'm not hating on this. Nope. Um so we work in a town and I'm guessing this is very consistent with towns all over America where Old Forester has become a very common back bar uh member of the family. Well, if not the well. So let's separate this. It's the well in good bars. Yes. It's the back bar in other bars. <laughs> Where tank <laughs> muscle, tops muscle are. Shirt muscle shirt bars. If they have it. <laughs> muscle tuckers. Yeah. Their their top shelf is, you know, Jack and Crown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so anyways, um, this is Old Forester. Uh this is a whiskey we've never done before. Because it um, is it's a rye, for one thing. What? We tend towards bourbons on what? this podcast. Old Forester rye, it is, my friends, 100 proof. <laughs> there is some ass on this particular whiskey. Yeah. We usually get through like a little over half of a whiskey through the course of like talking for a couple hours. <clears throat> we are barely at a third. I haven't finished my first one. And I poured my second one a moment ago, and I'm letting it dilute. It's not because it tastes bad. No. It does not taste bad. No. This is a nice product in a sense. However, Elon Musk is going to be selling this whiskey as a flamethrower. <laughs> like, it's hot. It's hot, brother. It um, is hot. Hot. If you've ever had like Burb, uh, Bullet Rye 90, it feels hot and it would feel as hot as this. I would say that I always put that as my like benchmark for hot bourbon and okay. rye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, rye rather than bourbon. I always put that for my hot rye. Rittenhouse, you know how we feel about Rittenhouse. It's 118 or some shit. That's should be feel hot. No, it's 100 proof. It, I thought it's the exact was same proofing as this. I thought Rittenhouse Rittenhouse is bottled in bond. So it's a hundred. Oh, it's a hundred. What am I thinking of? On the nose. What am I thinking of? Um, Knob, maybe. Okay. That one's a a hot one. That's a hot one. Yeah. Okay. So there's some hot shit out there after a hundred. This reads super hot. Uh, When you drink it neat, I put a big fat giant ice cube in it. It settled it down. It's exactly what you think a rye would taste. This is not for like neophyte noobs nope. that want to try whiskey. Do not give this to anybody that hasn't tried rye before. They will hate it. It is hot, hot, hot. Does it have caramel and all the barreling? Of course it does. But it's 65 rye. Um, it's a high rye content. Um, high. 
This is not for the fucking weak of heart. And but Bobby, you were talking about what Boulevardier. Oh, this would be a uh, fabulous Boulevardier. And, and then we started talking about Hawaiian Punch because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did. I don't know how we got on Hawaiian Punch, but I remembered Hawaiian Punch for some reason. Yeah, as being the greatest thing that ever happened in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Other than Uncle Touchy's basement. Right. Was, um, cause that, that was, was fun. That, that was, was fun. That was number one. We did a lot of puzzles. We did. And, um, no, but this is sort of like a creme brulee with like peppercorns caramelized on top. <laughs> Imagine somebody feeding you a creme brulee and then like fucking an MMA fighter comes out of the corner and punches you in your face <laughs> after while you're chewing on the creme brulee. That's what this tastes like. Yeah, it's 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 like I said, there's we're not going to go much further in this bottle. No, no. Because we won't be able to function. But again, is, I don't hate it. Like, no, I think this, this would, is mixing rye. It dilutes nice. I can drink it now. It's am, mixing rye. But this is a great Manhattan rye. Fuck yeah. Great Boulevardier rye. Old fashioned. Make a fucking vukery out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this would, this would, you're not going to throw anything at this whiskey, especially for the price, because it's $25. Crazy. That. Crazy. $25. That's bananas. For a hundred proof. Really nice whisk, uh, 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 mixing rye is that's a that's a buy. But this isn't like don't think you're gonna grab a bottle of this with your bros. No, and sit your bros down are gonna hate it and play fucking Halo. No, you're gonna die every time you respawn because you won't be able to see. No, yeah, you're gonna this die. It's gonna make you go blind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although if you meet a guy wearing a muscle shirt tucked into his jeans, he's probably sipping on this. By the way, the punchline to that story. Yeah. I did what I am apt to do lately, and I finished my night at our good friend Brian's 8th Ave Tavern. The Schmavern. The Schmavern. And all of those people that were at the country bar showed up at the tavern. Perfect. They played pool for... 30 minutes or so. And then? They started arm wrestling each other. Fuck yeah. It was awesome. They just arm wrestled. And the <laughs> girls arm wrestled. And the yeah, it was just like, I've never had a night out where I was like, you know what we should all do? We should fucking arm wrestle. <laughs> Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. We're... <laughs> God damn it. It was the best night. <laughs> Just mooing and chewing. <laughs> Let's take a break. God. It's break time. It's break time. Uh, we're going to give you our sponsor. It was a last minute entry. Yeah. We're still yeah. going to do it. Yeah, they came out of nowhere. So suck it, nerds. All right. And now a word from your sponsor. Welcome to Uncle Tiny's Tavern. You will absolutely pay the most you possibly can for the least you can possibly get. There's delis, there's sports bars, but nowhere in this town is there a tavern. We got $30 calamari. This shit isn't even calamari. It's catfish cheeks. And like I mentioned, it's $30. We got lots of steaks. I don't give a fuck if it's wood. Go stab a vampire, you prick. All of our cocktails are $18. 
They're all rum and cokes. No way in the world can you come and get balls of meat. Not meatballs. Balls of meat. Different meat. Assorted meats. And you will pay a premium, my friend. You will pay a premium. We all love things that are in ball form. You know what we're doing. You could have better food for less money, or you could come to Uncle Tiny's. It's not much of a decision. I hold your vig. So come on down to Uncle Tiny's Tavern. Our prices are really, really high. But I promise you, you're going to pay one way or the other. Hey guys, you can reach out to the Whiskey Reel at 970-426-5344. Way too much money for a date? (laughs) That's not true. She was a lovely date. She's going to hear this too, jerk. 970-426-5344. Please leave us a voicemail. Leave us a text message. Get yourself on the show. Uh, You can also reach out via email at whiskeyrail.com at gmail.com that's whiskey with an e and real with two e's but you guys know that because you're on the website um by the way guys i would recommend getting in now while we are still you know reachable because we're about to big time everybody oh yeah so i would probably get my voice heard now or we're gonna pretend like we never knew you yeah we got big things Big tings. Big tings. Big tings. We got all the tings. We got all the tings. Um, <laughs> we're going to launch into some quick media and then wrap it up. We've been going on and on about nonsense. And I love when uh, Bobbeth and I are able to do nonsensical podcasts. We started off serious and then we got dumb. That's how we roll. So Very on brand. <laughs> super on brand. Um, real quick, as you all know. Marvel dorks, we talked about fucking everything Marvel for the last two years, and you guys have been with us, you've been journeying with us, and there is a new property that has just dropped that is um, as fire a property as anybody would want. It's a series, and it's called Moon Knight. Now, for those of you who are not comic book nerds, which is 99% of you, you will not know who Moon Knight is, and your first exposure to the character is going to be this series. And aren't you fucking lucky to get Oscar Isaac playing one of the coolest characters? Like, this has always been for Marvel people. I always called him a paranormal cooler batman yes because he and you guys this will happen i'm not spoiling it you can go look it up moon knight's a character that has like a utility belt that has weapons and he's super fucking cool um bobby i'm gonna throw it to you what did you think like because i know we were excited about a oscar award-winning actor playing one of the coolest characters that nobody ever knows about in marvel what did you think that first app that came out Okay, so it's an interesting take on um, a, a, a introduction story, basically an origin story. Yeah. Um, the, I don't think Marvel's ever done anything quite so 
esoteric as they did with this first episode. Okay. It's a little different and mysterious. Mm. And we go through an hour of the first episode to get a really, really cool reveal. Right. Um, the character of Moon Knight, like you say, is a little more obscure than a lot of other Marvel properties. Uh, and again, he is very much like the Marvel Batman in a lot of different ways. But um, uh, it's an interesting character because Mark Spector, who is the alter ego yeah. of Moon Knight. Ultimately. Ultimately. Um, is actually this like son of a rabbi Jewish character. Yeah. That has um, dissociative. Um, it's called like dissociative disorder. Dissociative the disorder. Actu- yeah. There's the actual like acronym. Rex was telling me about it. Like yeah. it's not yeah. what they used to call it by split personality. It's a disassociative disorder. Right. Essentially. So he comes in contact with a relic. I don't want to give too much away, but it it's all in the trailer. Um, yeah. He comes in contact with this Egyptian relic and starts to channel um, an Egyptian god by the name of Khonshu. Yeah. And this imparts abilities to him. And it, very Peter Parkery or almost like a nutty professor kind of vibe yeah, okay. to it where he's like sort of the awkward, nerdy um, character that can at any moment just turn into a fucking killing machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think my first thing with this series, watching it, and we can talk about the comparisons to other properties, but I just was blown away by Oscar Isaac's performance. I thought it was fucking incredible. You can beef about the accent. Some people have. You should Because it's the internet. And yeah. people are going to be Shocker. like, oh, yeah. People don't like it. it. Yeah. He sucks at a British accent or okay. whatever. But okay. it's not. It's very fun. It's very. Um, also, the character's not British. He yeah. Has, what about that? He has a mental health condition. <laughs> Jesus. You and people. he thinks he's British right now. And um, we would be remiss if we also didn't mention Ethan Hawke and his performance. Ethan Hawke is going to be the uh, antagonist to this in a certain degree. He's kind of like a pseudo antagonist. And you guys will see it as you get through. I'm telling you, first and foremost, I know you guys get tired of the Marvel properties. They can kind of get between their own legs, as we like to say, and up their own ass. Um, this is going to be super fun. You've got a world class actor doing world-class work. And this is, this is Bobby, you were saying you wanted to make like, you didn't make this comparison, but people are talking about it's like Venom because there's the voice in his head. Okay, I get it. Uh, That's like saying this candy bar is like this other candy bar because it has sugar. It, it, drawing those parallels is unfair to both properties. I don't, necessarily I'm not a huge fan of Venom. I don't I love Tom Hardy. I love the property. Uh this last one I enjoyed more than the first one in a lot of ways. Huh. I'm not a huge fan of how they did Venom. I think it's cute. It's watchable. Um it doesn't fucking really dot my eyes and crosses cross my T's. 
Yeah. Um, like it does for a lot of people. Like it doesn't like like Spider-Man geeks have a huge problem with Venom. But most people are like it was super fun. And you know what it was? We always talk about on this program how maybe just sit back and enjoy it, dickhead. Stop getting up your own ass and stop listening to the internet. This is a perfect example of that. This was shot well. The sequences felt right. Like his little time frame slips were so well done. Um, There's a chase scene in this pilot episode. The truck? That is one of the most fun chase scenes I've ever seen. In a TV series. Because of the way they use his situation and his condition to bring you in and out of uh, these memory lapses that he has that is so fucking effective. And the chase scene, first of all, goes down like this, like switchback, like hill. Right, right, right. It's so fucking cool, man. It's so well done. It was so fun. It was well acted. There's levity in this show, which is another reason why people want to unfortunately compare it to venom because it's also a lot of levity involved with the ser- the characters two great actors right tom hardy oscar isaac two great characters i think it was just done better in this tv series i yeah. think they nailed it i am so i was so mad the first um first episode cut off and i looked at rex and i'm like where's the next one and she's like no this is just one a week I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? It's one a week. What are they doing? I was so mad yeah. because I wanted more. They left it really well. They put the backstory of the character fit. It was so endearing. Well, there's the Netflix model. Right. Which right. is just, here's everything. And then there's the Disney And then there's Plus. the Disney Plus Apple right. TV model where they're like, here's some of this. Right. You know, Apple TV has a tendency to drop like two or three episodes and let it breathe and then and, let it breathe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, Netflix, obviously, just like, fuck it. Here they, you go. They hork it all out yeah. into Who the cares? toilet. This is your series. Boom. And Disney By Plus the way, is which one is, at a time. Yeah. Disney Plus is more like traditional network TV. And right. They're like, no, every week you're going to wait for our property, which, by the way, I don't think from a business standpoint is a bad thing. It's a great thing. I It makes me want to not watch some of the shows <laughs> yeah, until I have all of them. I know. You but know what I mean? We get eight so hours. acclimated to just, oh, I get to watch this all, all day. But the beautiful part, when you think, take a step back, we get four movies worth of stuff. Of Moon Knight. Yeah. By the end of it. Yeah, it's a six episode run, I think. Oh, it's six? I thought it was eight. No, I think this is a six episode run. Cunts. I know. Which I like know. Hawkeye. So we get, Hawkeye was the same thing. So we get three full movies. The cool thing is that this is definitely gonna be a property that shows up in the main MCU universe. Yeah, in the for sure. in the cinematic universe. Yeah. Um there he's he's a character that can exist Fuck in that yeah. world. They're building this really cool ground level universe, though. Um, I mean, Moon Knight is not a, he doesn't have superpowers other than like his visions and stuff that he's, his condition lends, he, he's able to see shit. Yeah, but he also has, he has accelerated strength, but he's speed, and he's more like super soldier level. It's like Captain America rather than yeah. like Superman. But he's also bolstered by like 
toys and weapons Ooh. and you know what I mean? And by the way, really cool. Fucking cool toys. When really, you guys see the cool really toys. Cool. Oh man. They're so fun. Yeah. It's great. He's got scarabs and onks and it's fucking really, moon fucking yeah. discs. And it's really cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, and he looks fucking bitching. So we're <laughs> geeking out. <laughs> right. And um, they, they use a really, really clever filmmaking tool of not showing us. So typically in, in horror movie lore, you would never show the monster until the end. Right. right? You want to show the monster as the, the exclamation point. Yes. You know, um, and then you have the coda and like how things would fucking, you know, end up. Right. Um, Unless you is, make a new Halloween. Yes. <laughs> when all you get is yes, I know. I like that movie. <laughs> I like Halloween. I um, but no, I mean, I I just think they're they're doing this in a very cool way, yeah. and I think it's a really good series so I far. Agree. We've only seen an hour, but I am so fucking invested into this. This blows. Hawkeye out of the water as far as I'm concerned for my interest level. Easily. I cannot fucking wait for the next episode of if this. You think, if you think we get to a point in a perfect world where we have Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and we've got Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk and you have all these fucking actors together that can so well off of each other if we could have them coexist sir and well, Tom Hardy and you have all these guys that coming in with those characters yeah, I that mean, can live within the context of that universe that's an exciting thing for me so I did read that I mean obviously if you guys have seen the last Spider-Man movie and if you haven't what the fuck are you doing go watch that fucking movie You're it's bad amazing people. um uh, the Matt Murdock character, Charlie Cox, who so played good. Daredevil yep. in the, um, the, Seri- the Netflix TV series. series. Yeah. yeah. So he's the original, like, ground level character that, that Marvel did. Right. Now, they alluded to, like, the War of New York and all of those things in the show, but he's very much just like, a, I'm fighting crime in my neighborhood kind of character. He always has been. And Moon Knight at times has been that kind of character. Right. You get another character like the Punisher, ground level character. Um uh, uh I don't know, uh Luke Cage, Luke another Cage? ground yeah. level character, Iron Fist, ground level. Yeah. So at some point Let's we might get just get together. We might get the defenders, bro. Let's go. The defenders Let's would be go. cool. And they're just fighting crime. That'd be yeah, dope. Yeah. And it'd be cool. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, Charlie Cox showing up and I was more happy to see Charlie Cox show up in Spider-Man. Dude, when he caught the brick. When he caught the brick. I was more excited about that than Andrew Garfield, I, quite well, frankly. I know. Because uh, his Spider-Man movies suck. I don't know why everybody's so fucking up that guy's ass. The, 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 <laughs> the thing was, he was a better Spider-Man in worse movies. I think as a Spider-Man, oh, he wasn't okay. bad. That's I think he was in shitty Spider-Man movies. That's interesting. Tobey Maguire, I think we all can agree, as a Spider-Man, did his job. He was I'm a great Peter Parker. On, I'm not going to shit Yes. He was a great Peter Parker. But I think Garfield did his job. He just happened to be written into some of the worst Spider-Man scripts of all time. He had the... Um, 
unfortunate circumstance of becoming Spider-Man right after the Twilight phenomenon. And I think they oh, were trying wow. to play on that a little bit. That's weird. Because they gave him the big hair and the more like kind of broody. Was he, was he, did he have glitter? No, he oh, didn't. okay. No. I was just, no glitter. I was no just glitter. asking. Yeah. I was just asking. Um, I thought it was cool in the new Spider-Man when they were all going through the people that they had lost in their lives. Right. You know what I mean? And for like um, um, Sony fucking Spider-Man or, or Toby's Spider-Man, it was Uncle Ben, obviously. Yeah. Which is the traditional, but also Spider-Man lost Gwen Stacy. And that was the yeah. featured character for Andrew Garfield's yep. Spider-Man. Aunt May goes out yep. for our new Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought that was a really... I don't know. An interesting dynamic. It's going to be fun going forward the next five years of Marvel. I'm glad. Hopefully, I'll be alive to see it. Life has a funny way of taking twists and turns. You're going to be but fine. But I assume I'm going to be around for the next five years and see what this is going to go to. And if I can see those characters coalesce, I will be a much happier man when I die. I agree. Okay. So. How about a, how about a little music? Let's get into some music. Now. Before I get into the gentleman I'm going to play, I want Bobby to I want Bobby to perform his favorite song from this gentleman. <laughs> I'm not going to fucking Yes, you will. Do it. Ready? Oh, this is horrible. 2 3 4 I was up late night balling. Counting out hundreds by the thousands. What? I was up late not balling. What? Counting up hundreds by the thousands. Ready? <laughs> okay. If you don't know, now you know. If this you is, don't know. This is one Mr. Vincent Staples. Uh, Vince his, Staples. His man. name is Vince Staples. I know. Why is it so hard for you to say names? Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, Vince Staples, if you don't remember, and I know you do. Uh, it's kind of a, one of the OG parts of Odd Future. Um, not really like main Odd Future, but tangentially. It was there. If you don't know Tyler, the creator, obviously Earl Sweatshirt. Um, Vince was part of that conglomeration of ridiculously talented MCs and auteurs, uh, which they've then become is what they're becoming is like, kind of tastemakers and trendsetters in fashion and in music. Uh, Tyler, unabashedly, I say, made one of the best hip-hop albums in the last two years. Earl just came back, and um, he's a beast. So Um, good. uh, And Vince, why I like Vince. Vince Vince is Compton. He is crip, 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 crip. Vince has always maintained his roots. He never tried to get too swaggy. He's not the guy that's going to be out glistening and glamoring. He is a a kid from the streets. He knows that he loves the streets. And when I say he stays in his lane, I mean that he loves the lane he stays in. Everything this guy's put out, it feels like hood classics. Um, it's all LA, it's all fucking, it's all blue. And if you know what that means, you know what that means. This is blue. Um, he's a, he's a force to be reckoned with. He, he has a particular rhyme style, but it's so on point and try to keep this guy, try to catch this guy slipping in his verses. It's all just 
Staccato is so fucking on point. Uh, this shit's called Rose Street. He's released some recent stuff over the last couple of years. Hasn't really popped or cracked. And I mean, I had some issues with some of the stuff he did over the last two years. This one's a banger. It feels like home. It feels like home. This shit's called Rose Street. Yeah. She says she in love. What's that? Trust. What's that? Us. What's that? Yeah. I'm married to the gang. Don't be playing games. Yeah. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. She says she in love. What's that? Trust. What's that? Us. What's that? Yeah. I'm married to the money. Don't be playing games. Only bringing flowers to the homies' grave. Red Ferrari seats, all my homies bled out on these streets. Makeup on my sheets, makeup sex, stress. Hope she leave, reaching for my keys. She like, where you going? Stay with me. Hate to see a bed, she don't want me dead. Posted on the block, when it's war, ain't no warning shots. Bullet hit his top, all his homies ran his body drop. You can't have my heart, but I promise. Okay, so I have a thought. Jeez. You have a thought like T H O T? Yeah. Um, Where's your thought at? No, stylistically, <laughs> he is Vince. Philosophically, when I listen to what he's rhyming about in this song, he makes me think about Tupac. There's some like mm. consistent um, neighborhood girls. You know what I mean? Like, like he's got some themes that run through his stuff that remind me of Pac a little bit. Um, and obviously, that's you know a broad definition because Pac covered the gamut but he did i don't know there's something about it when i listen to that the first thing that popped in my head was like he's doing his pop well thing. it feels if and he always has i mean you talked about big fish but like blue suede Which, yeah talk about north oh. north um this guy's been in the streets he loves his hood man yeah. i mean and um pot was a different animal um not a lot of not a lot of thugs go to juilliard right um, but Vince, um, has this presence. Not enough. Yeah. Right. Um, Vince has this presence where he's so smart. He's so clean in what he does. He's so uncompromising about who he is. If you notice, there's no features by Vince Staple, unless it's a friend of his. Yep. He's not for sale. He does what he does. His cadence, and you're right, his kind of um, hood storytelling. Yeah, that, that's it. it, it it's the storytelling. That's is, what I'm talking about. It's very reminiscent of that and of the rappers. Um, you can hear a lot of L.A. in Vince, as mm-hmm. it should be. Um, I I mean, I feel, I feel guilty rocking Vince Staples because I'm such a homer. Um, but Fernando Van Lenzuela. That's what's wow. I'm going deep, brother. That yeah, was for screwball. you. Mor- that was for you, Moriarty. That guy threw the screwball, man. Suck it. Doyers. But he's a Giants fan. Go Doyers. I know. That's why it upsets him so much. I know it does. I love you, Doyers. Uh, Vince Stapless. <laughs> he is a man among men. Yeah. No, no. That's fucking. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, I it's, think it's just hood banger, man. And he's 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 such an under the radar assassin, man. You he's know? effortless with his rhyme, dude. It's yeah. so easy for him. Um, and he's uncompromising, and I love the man for it. We're gonna wrap this, and we're gonna go yeah. with some pearly per, 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 pearls of wisdom. You're gonna clutch them. You're gonna love them. They're your pearls of wisdom. <laughs> Bobeth, do you have I didn't really for me. I didn't really uh, prepare anything to make you, you cry this to. week. 
Um, you could talk about shirts tucked into pants. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there is a lesson there for sure. <laughs> um, I got, I, I actually posted on Facebook because I tend to do that um, about people <laughs> tucking their tank tops into their jeans. <laughs> Um, and how, what, how they're just, and I think I said they were God awful people, which might be strong, but might be strong, but could it be on point? It could definitely be on point. Okay. I'm just asking. Um, a little ex lady friend of mine jumped on Facebook and just annihilated me. Torched you a new booty? Torched me. Yeah. Um, flamed me. Flame. Is that what the kids say? That's what the kids say. Yeah. She flamed me. Yeah. And she's like, maybe you should stop criticizing people on Facebook. Me. Yeah. Me. And so I just fucking blocked her. (laughs) (laughs) What an adult move. No discourse. And I know I I, I had some discourse. I told her, um, well, you are certainly welcome to leave, which is a very, again, a very adult response. Um, and then she didn't respond to that. And then I said, well, astrology sucks because she likes astrology. Oof. And then I just blocked her. Just making friends. <laughs> making friends. So what would your pearl of wisdom be? So my be? pearl would be maybe don't be me. And actually, that should probably be my pearl every week. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, granted, she shit all over me just because I was making fun of rednecks, which, by the way, I am full on entitled to do so. I can make <laughs> fun of fucking people wearing tank tops. That's part of my fucking steez. Honestly, it's kind of my brand. But like she uh, yeah, she like she kind of, that kind of bothered me. I don't want to like I don't want to be like talked down to by some hippie. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. And just telling me how I'm supposed to interact with the world, you know. By the way, like, next time she sees me, she's definitely going to, like, teach me all about the patriarchy and how. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, don't be me. I'm a piece of shit. I'm I'm mean and I will shut you down. (laughs) I'm a mad blocker. Don't be a man. <laughs> I'm just like, blocked. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that? Blocked. Okay. Ask Sean. Uncle Tiny's Tavern. You'll get gouged more than Billy Bats in the trunk of that car. <laughs>